Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Halan, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about three strategies that you can use to strengthen your offer in today's market. It's no secret that we are in the height of a very, very strong seller's market. And as a first-time home buyer, it is going to be increasingly difficult for you to get your offer accepted when you're competing against cash offers and conventional offers that are putting more money down. And so these three strategies that we discussed today are strategies that I use with my clients um, that have actually gotten their offers accepted. And we've actually beaten out cash offers um, even with these strategies. So let's dive right into it. The first strategy is really, really simple. It's communication. Communication is key, and it's going to be the foundation of you really building a solid offer um, and putting that offer together in a way that the agent is more likely to accept. So communication starts out with your lender, your loan officer, um, and it starts with your agent. Have a powwow. Talk about, hey, here's what's going on in the market. We know that we're competing against multiple offers. Um, What is it that we can do to strengthen the financial position on the loan? Um, you know, and then also what are the things that we can do in our terms of the offer that we can strengthen? That's the communication that has to take place first. You know, when it comes to your pre-approval, there's three different types of pre-approvals. If you would, there's a pre-qualification, which is a very basic understanding of your finances, you know, your credit score, uh, you know, you're pre-qualified for a certain amount. Don't use a pre-qualification. The next step would actually be a pre-approval. Pre-approval has actually looked at your W-2s, your taxes, um, your bank statements, and has really gotten the approval done based on your situation. So when you come in with a pre-approval, you're coming in a lot stronger than a pre-qualification. And the fact of the matter is, in this market, they're not even going to accept a pre-qualification. So at the very minimum, you need to have a pre-approval. The next step up from there is going to be a underwritten pre-approval. Now, an underwritten pre-approval means that you've submitted all your documentation to your loan officer, they've passed it on to the processor, and literally, they're just waiting on address and numbers to plug in and finish up your loan. So they've done all the homework, they've gotten all the additional paperwork, they've really looked through it, um, you know, with a microscope to see what's going on in your finances and give you an approval that is strong and is underwritten. So if you have an underwritten approval, uh, you need to relay that, your agent needs to relay that to the listing agent when you make an offer. So that is the first step in communication. The next step in communication would be your agent actually having a conversation with the listing agent. So, you know, finding out, hey, what what are your sellers looking for? I'm amazed at how many people are still submitting a blind offer. Blind offers mean, hey, I didn't really see the property in in person. I saw that it popped up on the MLS and here's our offer. Well, you don't know what the sellers are looking for. You don't know if they want to be out of the house as quickly as possible or if they need time to really take their time to move into the next place. Maybe they're buying new construction and they need a longer escrow period or they need some rent back after you close. So you you need to have that conversation with your agent to say, hey, you know, let's reach out to these listing agents to find out what's going on with their seller. What are they looking for? What type of terms 
um, are they looking for? And what's their situation? Do they have small kids? You know, maybe there's some things that you can do to help out in that um, process as well. It's very hard to move with small kids. Um, you know, so the more time you give, things in your terms of your offer can actually strengthen your offer and make it stand out from the rest because you took the time to really understand the seller's position and where they're at. And your agent took the time to actually reach out to the listing agent and get that information. So again, you should be finding out what the sellers want. Your agent should be having a communi that communication with the listing agent and don't submit blind offers. <laughs> so strategy number two is actually improving your terms. Sometimes, you know, when you submit your offer, you're thinking, hey, I need to come in with just the highest price. And as you know, that is a very strong aspect of your offer. You know, that is what the sellers are looking for. You know, they're going to maximize the sale of their home. But sometimes it's the terms of the offer that will make the difference. Meaning if you're going to give, like I mentioned, you know, more time for the seller to make a, a stress-free move versus, hey, you know, we can close this in 14 days. You know, that might be too much pressure and too much stress on the sellers. So what are the terms that are going to work for the seller? If they want a quick close, how fast can you close? Have that conversation with your loan officer. You know, if they're looking for, you know, a higher earnest money deposit, meaning that, hey, I'm in the game and I'm very serious about my offer. A typical earnest money deposit is 1% of your offer price. But if you're coming in and say, hey, you know, I'm going to give a 10000 or $20,000 earnest money deposit. And matter of fact, we're going to make it hard, meaning we're going to give that earnest money and you, we're going to put that into escrow. That's your money. We are that committed to moving forward and getting our offer accepted that we're putting up a very strong earnest money deposit and making it available right away. So those are things that you can do to strengthen your offer. One of the big ones that is discussed in this market right now are contingencies. So you have an inspection contingency. So you have a certain time frame to do all your inspections, get your reports back, figure out what's wrong with the house, make any type of repair requests that you want to make to see if the seller is willing to give you a credit or to fix those issues. Um, you also have a an appraisal contingency. So, you know, I make an offer of 500000 but I'm wanting the appraisal to come back at 500000 If it comes back at four fifty, then there's going to have to be some communication and some negotiations to take place at that time in order to, to get it to where the bank is going to approve it, even if I have to come in with extra cash to cover the difference. That would be your appraisal contingency. And the third one would be your loan contingency. So your loan contingency saying, hey, I'm getting my loan from this company at this rate. You know, everything is locked and loaded and we're ready to go. Those are your three contingencies. So if you want to strengthen your offer, uh, one way to do that is to shorten those time frames. You know, some of those are 14 days, 17 day, 21 day. If you can shorten those because you've already gotten your underwritten pre-approval done, you're, you're ahead of the game. So you can shorten your loan con uh, contingency. You can maybe shorten or just eliminate the inspection contingency. If you've already walked through the house, maybe you're a contractor or your best friend's a contractor. So you're not really worried about the work that's needed in the home. So maybe you can shorten that or just wave it all together. And then, of course, the appraisal contingency. This is a big, big item that is being discussed in the market right now where people are just waiving their appraisal contingency. Let me tell you what that does for you. As a first-time home buyer, like I said, if you made an offer at $500,000 and it appraises for $450,000, you're now on the hook to cover that extra 50, 
$50,000 because you've made your offer at 500. You're paying 500. You've waived your appraisal contingency, meaning the appraisal doesn't matter. You're paying 500. The bank is not going to give you more money. They're going to give you what the house appraises for. So you're on the hook to cover the difference. So be careful with that. Have a conversation, depending on your financial situation, you may be able to do so. And if you can waive appraisal contingency, obviously your offer is going to be that much stronger, especially if you're battling with uh, cash offers. So have a conversation with your loan officer, your real estate agent, let them know how strong of an offer you can put together as far as terms go and put that offer together. Put together your highest and best offer right out the gate. Don't worry about, you know, coming back and doing multiple counter offers and things of that nature. In this market, you're not going to get a deal. You're not going to get a low ball offer accepted. You're not going to get a blind offer accepted. You need to see the property, know that you want it, make your offer as strong as possible and submit your highest and best offer right out the gate. So that would be strategy number two, really looking at the terms of your offer. The third strategy is honestly a mindset is to keep going. So many people, you know, give up too soon. You know, they're getting their offers, you know, they're, they're not getting them accepted. They're getting beat out by the competition. You know, there's cash buyers in the market, of course. And so they just give up. They say, you know, it's too hard. It's too, you know, too much of an emotional strain. But in all honesty, the only way you can lose in this game is to quit. If you keep going, you're going to find that every home is different. Every seller is different. What they're looking for may be totally different from what the past home was looking for, what the past sellers were looking for. For instance, you may come across, maybe you're a VA buyer and you know you served in the military. Now you're dealing with a seller who served in the military as well. And they would love to sell their home to someone who served. Well, that's your opportunity to stand out among the crowd. Maybe that wasn't the situation on the previous home. Or maybe you have a small young family that's just growing, maybe first or second child, um, you know, on the way, whatever the case may be, where you have a family dynamic that connects with the sellers. You know, when they bought their home, they were in the same situation and they want to make sure that the home goes to somebody who's got a growing family. So these are, you know, some of the intangible things that you can't really put into your offer. But if your agent is doing a good job relaying to the seller and the listing agent that, Here's my client's situation. They served in the military or they're a young family that's growing. Those things can really connect with the seller. And so if you come in making an offer on a home, you know, you may get your offer accepted, even though it wasn't the highest, even though it didn't maybe didn't have the best terms. But the fact that you simply connected with the seller um, will make all the difference. So keep going. Don't give up. Every home is different. Keep submitting offers. Come in with your highest and best. Put the best terms together that you can um, and be ready just to keep going, keep fighting until you get the home that you really want. Um, you know, for us, it's really about connecting you with agents who are experienced in this field, who submit offers that get accepted. So if you're in the process of getting started and you don't have an agent that you're working with or you need an agent who's more experienced in your local market, reach out to us. We'd love to connect you with someone. We're actually part of a large network of agents um, that serve in the U.S. and Canada. So if you need somebody to help you, an experienced professional who knows how to get an offer accepted, 
definitely don't hesitate to reach out. If you have any questions about the information that we share today, definitely reach out to us. You can reach out to us on uh, social media, on Instagram at homeowner prep. Um, and we love to get your questions and your feedback so we can provide more and more information and really answer questions that deal with your specific situation. I packed a few nuggets into this message. I hope that you've taken those nuggets and you're going to apply them. Share this information with somebody who may be in the market submitting offers and getting frustrated. Help them, you know, motivate them, keep them going. And until next time, I hope to see you soon and hope to continue to provide you with some great information. Take care. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.